Welcome to the Pastor on the Beach podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Amlin, pastor at Lutheran Church of the Resurrection in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And each week I will be sharing a message from our worship services right here via this podcast. I hope you'll consider subscribing and share the podcast with your friends. We all need to hear words of hope once in a while. Well, thanks for listening. Here's this week's message. So this week, we're going to look at the psalm. But first, a joke. Are you ready? Yay, jokes. The pastor was teaching a Sunday school class a lesson about the 23rd psalm. The pastor said, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And he noticed one of the young men sitting in the front row looking a little bit squeamish and kind of had a perplexed look on his face. So the pastor says to this young man, what's going on? Are you okay? Because he was concerned for him. He goes, yeah, well, I, I get the whole goodness and mercy. That seems like a good thing, but I'm not so sure about this surely person following me around all the time. That seems a little bit weird. So anyway, there's your 23rd Psalm joke. All right, let's try something together. You finish my sentence. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord makes me lie down. The Lord leads me. Look at you. You know the psalm. And in fact, most people do. It's interesting. There was something uh, that was done recently. It's called a biblical literacy survey. Doesn't that sound like fun? <laughs> psalm 23 was given as the number one text that people knew. In fact, not only were they aware of Psalm 23, but the majority of the people who responded could actually recite some portions of this psalm, if not the entire thing. This psalm speaks to things that each of us long for. The certainty of God's protection for us, of God's providence in our lives, in exceptional intimacy with God that's bound up in prayer because we trust God. It begins with a declaration of faith in and obedience to the ways God's shepherding happens. In verses one through three, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, you don't know, you know that part. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. All that speaks to trust. It speaks to faith and obedience. Verse four we get an assertion that God's presence and guidance bring comfort. Even though I walk through the... Right? I saw, right, I gotta share this. I saw a really funny meme this morning. There was a chicken walking on the road in the background was a KFC. And it said, though I walk through the shower, right? Too funny, too funny. But even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no, right? For you are with your rod and your staff, they. Okay? Makes sense, right? There's comfort in these verses. In verse 5 and 6, we have a portrayal of God as a gracious host who sustains life. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with my cup. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. God as gracious host, welcoming. 
from the green pastures of verse two to the house of the Lord in verse six. Every verse expresses trust and thanksgiving for what God does and for God's salvific leadership, goodness and mercy in our lives. A constant, ongoing. Now, here's, this is a fun fact and it's almost context, so maybe I should have started with it. But if you look at this psalm in the original language, there's some interesting things that happen in scripture. In this case, there is a phrase that falls exactly at the center of the psalm. It is 26 words from the beginning and it is 26 words from the end. And at the very center of Psalm 23, we hear, for you are with me. The writer is saying something in addition to the text that we hear, the subtext, the importance at the center of the psalm is a reminder that God is with you. Even more reassurance for the original readers who would have seen it in the original language, but also I think for us. Perhaps for the reasons previously mentioned, this is why the psalm is so often read at funerals. It's a favorite among those who are in failing health or for those who mourn. And we also use this psalm on Good Shepherd Sunday that comes one of the, or one of the Sundays shortly after Easter Sunday to remind us of Jesus as the Good Shepherd. In parts of the Southern Hemisphere where many are under the foot of a dictator, this psalm is read as a word of hope and promise for oppressed people who claim the Lord God is their shepherd the one from whom life comes, and at the same time a reminder of the message of this psalm, condemnation for political and spiritual forces, the tyranny of evil. Didn't know there was this much in this psalm, did you? It's a powerful psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. God is the one who sustains us. It all comes from God first. The food on our table, the cup that we have, God's anointing on our heads with oil and water during the baptism that we experienced in our life. This is life as God intends. The psalm tells us that not only does God desire this for us, but that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. God never leaves us. God never gives up on you. God desires relationship with us. God is our ever-present source of life and hope, and yet too often we forget. Too often we turn the other way. Now we're free to be content with enough. We are free to be participants in God's kingdom work here on earth. We talk about God's work in our hands, right? We're set free to share our food, our drink, our time, our money. We are free to welcome everyone as we gather at God's table here. The word Eucharist means thanksgiving or gratitude. In the celebration of the Lord's Supper, we respond to the orders from God the ultimate example of boundless generosity who overcomes scarcity and need through our hands and feet, through you and me, as we pack meals on the 25th, as we share what we have. 
we become agents of change in our world. When our life is based on understanding God's desire for us, the way we respond is with love, kindness, and generosity, not by filling up credit cards, garages, and storage units. Steve Jobs, founder of Apple, died too young at the age of 56. Word is he was a baptized Lutheran. That's why I can quote him in a sermon. I offer you this quote from a 2005 Stanford commencement address. It would be one of the last times he spoke in public. He said, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. Our time in this place is too brief not to live into God's promises for our lives. Our time in this place is too short not to make a difference. Our time in this place is too short not to understand that we are beloved children of God, a living God who places a table before us and fills it with good things and the promise of salvation. Our time in this place, the gift that God has given us, calls us to live into a life of generosity and love for others because of what God has first done for us. The response of our very lives should be an infectious gratitude, the kind of gratitude that invites other, others to the celebration. Because the Lord is my, I shall not trust in God and seek out the comfort of this psalm at home this week. Use it as your prayer or your devotion. Read it before bedtime. Read this psalm each day this week and wonder aloud yourself or with others before God how you can live into God's word for you this week. How can you thank God for all that God has done? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope that this week's message has given you something to think about and given you hope that you are loved by God. To learn more about Lutheran Church of the Resurrection, please visit goresurrection.com. If you'd like to support this podcast or any of the amazing ministries at Resurrection, please visit our website giving page. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Pastor on the Beach podcast.